morning and congratulations. It's a wonderful, wonderful celebration to officially welcome uh, Dexter into the church family. And we have such a generous God who just loves to pour out his abundance on us. And I know he's got so much in store for Dexter and for, for Teddy and Ralph and for your family. Very exciting. And let us pray before we look at this passage. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the bread of heaven. Would you come by your spirit? Would you come and speak through me? And would you give us all ears, open minds, open hearts to hear and receive from you? In Jesus' name. Amen. So if you're following me in the church Bible, it's on page 1069. That lovely title, Jesus Feeds the 5,000. In actual fact, apparently, um, because it's written in all four Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, this account, it was actually more like 15 to 20,000. That's what the uh, biblical scholars reckon, because they only counted the men. Can't think why they did that. But there were obviously women and children there. There were families there. So it's probably more like 15 to 20,000 people who were fed um, at this one time. So as we follow the story, Jesus had obviously arrived and uh, gone to sit down with his disciples, and then obviously the crowd starts to gather. And I love the way he says to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Can you imagine this scenario? There's Jesus. Put yourself in the place of Philip. And Jesus says to him, well, where are we going to buy bread for all these people? And you're a bit like, oh, my goodness, has he lost it? What is he expecting us to do here? And in fact, um, Philip, obviously thinking this is some big sort of project he's got to work out, starts to calculate how much it would cost more than half a year's wages. And uh, even that would only buy a bite of bread for each person. But then another of the disciples, Andrew... Simon Peter's brother, he says, well, there's a a small boy here and he's got these five small rolls and two fish. So he brings to Jesus this offering. And I think this really speaks to us of what we can bring to God or what we have. We can only bring what we have and trust that Jesus, the bread of heaven, the one who gives us life, the source of life, that he will multiply that. Our gifts, our time, what can we give to Jesus that he can use? So we have this small lunchbox, but how far will that go, they say? And then Jesus said to them, we'll make the people sit down on the grass. This is now fifteen to 20,000 people, but God brings order into our lives. When our lives are very chaotic and we don't know what's happening, God brings his peace and his order. So he got his disciples, his people, to sit them down so that they could receive what he was going to ask his Father in heaven for. So Jesus gives thanks for the loaf, for these five rolls and the fish. Do we give thanks for everything that comes to us? Do we give God the glory 
Do you thank him for your food? Do you thank him for your jobs? Do you thank him for your families? We thank him today for Dexter, for Teddy and Ralph. They are indeed a blessing from God. But Jesus shows us that he thanks God first of all. And then he tells his disciples, there's actually in the four different accounts, it's all a little bit different. In Matthew's account, he actually gets the disciples to distribute the food. In this one, it just says it is distributed. And God uses his people, that's you and me, to distribute his blessings, to distribute his grace, his abundance, because he longs to give us so much. And he is the one who sustains us so that we can give away everything that he gives to us. So the disciples here, they are distributing these five loaves and these two fish, which is obviously just multiplying and feeding everybody there. But God, as I was saying, is so generous, his abundant love. He gives us so much more. There are 12 baskets left over. And he tells the disciples to go and carefully collect the leftovers because nothing is to be wasted. So whatever God has given you, your children, your work, your husband, your wife, your home, thank him for it and use it to bless people. Your money, use it to bless people. You would be quite amazed what God can do with that. I mean, look what he did with the little lunchbox. What can he do with each one of us if we are open and say, Lord, you are the one who sustains us. You are the one who feeds us. Help us to feed others with what you have given us. And the people saw Jesus perform and they are really excited. They'd already seen him do lots of healings and who wouldn't follow somebody who's healing the sick and raising people from the dead? But as so often in our lives, when we see incredible things, we want that. And they wanted to make Jesus king, an earthly king, because they saw, oh, obviously he's the one who can save us from the Romans. And so they were going to take him by force, we read towards the end of this passage, to make him king. And Jesus knows our hearts, he knows our thoughts, so he withdrew before they could do that. And a little bit later on in uh, John's Gospel, still in the same chapter, Jesus says to his disciples, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And then Jesus declares to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. When we put our trust in Jesus and we give him everything that we have, ourselves, our brokenness, he takes what we give to him and he uses it for his glory. But much more than that, he takes our sin, our messes, our failures. And ultimately, he took them on the cross. Everything that the whole world has ever done, Jesus took on himself and died for us in order to give us life. Life in all its fullness. 
He is such a generous, abundant, loving God. And he longs for each and every person here to put his trust, their trust in him. And I just had a feeling today that there might be some people here who are thinking, well, I don't know if I could really trust Jesus. And I can understand that because I didn't trust Jesus for most of my life. I was actually 41 when I put my trust in Jesus. I was baptized as a child. I had a mother who was a stalwart of the church and I was a very, very wild child. I turned my back on God. Well, I don't think I ever really knew him. I turned my back on God when I was um, a teenager, even though I was in a Church of England boarding school. And I had absolutely nothing to do with God at all for many, many years, nor did my husband, Pads. It is a miracle that we are actually standing here. But, you know, those early seeds were sown. My mother effectively gave me to Jesus, and she prayed. She prayed that one day, this wild, rebellious daughter who went off down all the wrong paths would come back to Jesus. Sadly, she didn't see it in her lifetime, but I'm sure she knows about it now. And I hope and pray for Dexter and Ralph and Teddy and for your children that they don't take that journey but know that the seeds that are sown are very powerful because God is the one who waters them. So we are to bring our children up in the faith. And that is what we're doing here at St. Matthew's. That's why we celebrate today that Dexter and Teddy and Ralph are being brought up in the faith. They're being brought up hearing about Jesus, about the amazing things that he does. And if they turn to him, at such a young age, they don't have to deal with all the stuff that we go through as we get older and we start to think, well, is this all really true? When they turn to him at a very young age, when we teach them about his love and his goodness, and we have so many children here who would put their hand up and say, Jesus is my Lord. I did an assembly at Manor School, um, was it this week? No, I think it was last week, um, all about listening and um, I asked the children who it was important to listen to. And we had some really interesting um, answers. Someone said, well, it's very important for a paramedic, this is primary school age children, to listen to a patient so they know what's wrong with them. And it's very important that we listen to our parents. And there were lots of things about very important we listen to the teachers. And then one little seven-year-old put her hand up and said, it's very important that we listen to Jesus. And I thought, how lovely that at seven she has grasped that, that she knows how important it is to listen to Jesus. She's already put her trust in Jesus. And so the whole church family together are responsible for Dexter and Teddy and Ralph, for bringing them up in the faith. And just like we read here, the role of the disciples as distributors of God's love and grace and of his truth. So we all are called called to be distributors of the bread, the food that feeds us, because it is spiritual food as well as physical food that Jesus offers us. Well, he offers us everything, actually. He offers us food for our emotional pain as well. 
but Jesus is the bread of life and he is the only one who can feed us. And I'm holding this microphone here because I think it's on my heart to ask if anybody wants to share just a one-minute story about how Jesus has fed them or maybe fed their family, has been there for them, been generous to them, and they have trusted him and seen him do the most incredible things in their lives. And in fact, it doesn't have to be huge, big, incredible things like feeding lots of people. It might just be a very, very little thing because Jesus is interested in the little and the big. So I don't know if anyone's brave enough to um, share something. I'm sorry I didn't prime anybody for this, but if you would like to. Okay, Kerry. So we were... Um, is that on? Is um, we're talking about um, God being the God of miracles. Um, I'm going to look at you, just so I don't get upset. Um, and my son was... Um, he was poorly, and he was 10, and um, I took him to the doctors, and they kept saying he had gastroenteritis, and I knew that it wasn't that. As a mother, I guess you just know that it, it was more, and um, it turned out that he had um, acute appendicitis, so he was taken into A&E, and then the surgeon... Um, operated on the Sunday so Thursday night he was getting poorly and they didn't even operate until the Sunday and um, the surgeon come and said to me obviously we were praying and the surgeon come and said to me I'm not quite sure how he didn't get blood poisoning because his appendix was gangrenous and it was stuck to the inside of his stomach and I have no idea why he wasn't a very very poorly boy or why actually we didn't lose him but I know why and I know that it was it was completely God and yeah, so Lewis is my little miracle. Well, my big miracle now, but... Yeah. Thank you very much, Kerry. Thank you. Don't want to stop anyone else from sharing. Oh, right, Sarah, here we go. I really feel that God... Is that on? Hang on a second. There you go. I really feel that God's been t- touching me because... Um, when I was, my dad was really, really ill and intensive care a few times. I didn't really want. I came to this church when I was younger, and I gave up coming to this church. But um, I, on a Saturday, I said to my parents, "I'm going back to church." And on that Sunday, I came back, and ever since then, I just feel stronger and stronger to the love of God and the support that I'm getting from the church. It, it really opened my eyes that actually I can hear him because I went to see him one time and he was, um, I, could, big, I couldn't see him for long but God said, you can go in, you can go in. And so I went in but this few weeks ago he was in hospital again and the encouragement was that I actually went and did the visit on my own and I'd never thought I would do that before on my own, and the strength for God was with me. Thank you very much, Sarah. No one wants to say anything, don't want to stop anybody from uh, giving God the glory. So you see, even in those wonderful examples of, of, of miracles that have happened in your lives, God is the one who sustains us. He is the bread of heaven. We pray to him to fill us up with his spirit, to sustain us so that we can go and do things for his glory, for his goodness. And my prayer for Dexter and for Ralph and for Teddy and for your family 
is that you will go on and do mighty things for God, that they will grow up in the faith, that they will know Jesus as their Lord and their friend, even from a very young age, and that they would just be such a blessing to everyone they meet and to their family. Amen.